All right, everybody, welcome back to another wonderful edition of the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. Here, as always, Brant and Bo coming at you, the double Bs, for Super Bowl week. The most super week in all of football. It is here. It is time to get amped up for the Super Bowl. But before we do, there's a couple other things we have to go over. Massive trade shaking up the NFL this week. Absolutely, absolutely. Not many January trades happen like that, but we had one. Matthew Stafford was sent from the Detroit Lions to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for Jared Goff, a 2022 first-round draft pick, a 2023 first-round draft pick, and I believe a 2021 third-round draft pick. You are correct. Third-round draft pick. Yep. So this will be now – I just want to throw it out there. This is seven years since after after 2023. This will be seven years the Rams have not had a first-round draft pick. Their last first-round draft pick, Jared Goff. Yeah. Uh, wait, he's no longer on the roster. Maybe it's a good thing they no longer have first-round <laughs> draft picks because it definitely seems they're regretting that one a little I bit. Mean, he did take them to a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, he did. But, I mean, you look at the other what they've used with the other assets. you got Cam Akers, uh, Van Jefferson, who hasn't quite panned out, did show some flashes. So, I mean, maybe they're doing maybe they're doing okay with it. Yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely keeping them, their heads above water. Um, but Matthew Stafford going from Detroit to – Los Angeles definitely means I have to retract on what I said last week to an extent. About? I still think Robert Woods sucks. You're a loser. But Robert Woods may stay in top, the top 30 next year having um, Matthew Stafford there rather than Jared Goff. Now, I did say last week that if Aaron Rodgers went there, I'd have to take it back. I suppose Matthew Stafford is still an upgrade over Jared Goff. Absolutely. So I have to, I have to you know, eat my words a little bit here and say that I think Robert Woods will bounce back. So, so with this trade happening, we're gonna we're gonna break down some of what we expect may change on the fantasy aspect. Um, I see uh, Cam Akers' value going down because you don't see Stafford dump off as much. He likes to throw that ball deep. He likes to throw it. I think the Rams are gonna have to find a, a field stretcher because they don't really have one right now. They have what three guys that mainly go over the um, go over the middle of the field. So I think it's I think they need to find themselves a uh, field stretcher and Matthew Stafford could have a big big value there or impact there with the Rams. Um, unfortunately, he is there in our conference, so that did upgrade the Rams. Even though we can't beat them with golf, we may struggle without golf. Um, yeah, Swift had some catches and everything, but uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Cam Akers and the other backs there benefited more from Jared Goff dumping off and. With other than Stafford, so you say that DeAndre uh, Cam Akers' value is going to go down because Jared Goff does or uh, Matthew Stafford doesn't dump off, correct? No, he does dump off, just not as much as Jared Goff does. DeAndre Swift had fifty-seven targets last year, correct? Add up, all, add up all the backs there in in the Rams. Cam Akers had fourteen. Malcolm Brown. Oh, you also got to take into consideration that Chase Daniels also played there, too. Malcolm Brown had 23, so that's 37. Anderson had 16, so that's 53. That's, That's four less than DeAndre Swift. Those are targets once again. So that, that's one person. Yeah. Versus three. I would say that Matthew Stafford does dump the ball down. I believe Cam Akers' value is immensely higher because not only does Matthew Stafford uh, is Matthew Stafford a better quarterback than Jared Goff, so teams are going to have to respect the passing game a little bit more even than they did already with Los Angeles and the weapons that they had on the outside. So Cam Akers' running lanes will be more open. The targets are still going to be there. Whereas in Detroit. Jared Goff, yes, Jared Goff's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He's been there. Granted, the defense was phenomenal. Who is he going to be throwing the ball to outside of TJ Hawkinson next year? Nobody right now. Nobody right now. Because I don't see Kenny Galladay saying, you may see Kenny Galladay take a little pay cut and go back with Stafford there in L.A. because they need a stretcher. You definitely could see that. And if that happens, if if you don't see any big receiving targets wind up in Detroit, and I'm an opposing defensive coordinator, I'm stacking the box. I am not letting DeAndre Swift beat me. And if that happens, Cam Akers has a much better year than, than DeAndre Swift. I mean, he may have a better year. He's also behind a better line. He also has a better play system and a better quarterback. I never said Cam Akers wouldn't have a better year. 
I just think his value does take a, a hit with Stafford going there, has better targets, has more people to throw to, rather than just Danny Amendola and Marvin Jones every once in a while and uh, Swift and Hawkinson. He now has Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, both top 30 wide receivers. He has th- uh, two running backs that had phenomenal years this year. Um, well, I wouldn't say phenomenal. Daryl Henderson did show a glimpse of being good until he got hurt. Same with Cam Akers. TJ Hawkinson's a better tight end than either of the tight ends in Los Angeles. Right now, both of Marvin them. Marvin Jones had a better year than Cooper Cup this year. Yeah, Cooper Cup also missed some time. Well, and if you say Kenny Galladay's healthy, I'm saying that the better receiving core was Detroit's last year if Kenny Galladay plays. Kenny Galladay played, what, four games? He did. I so understand, he I understand that, but... It's not like Matthew Stafford's coming from a poor receiving core team going to one that's got better weapons. I'd say the better weapons were in Detroit. Kenny Galladay just couldn't have stayed healthy. Both those wide receivers are top 30 wide receivers. Cooper Cup was a top 10 wide receiver when he played the entire season, not last year, but the year before. I, I don't. I Robert don't. Woods is top 20 every year. No, I think I, he was in the top 30 this year. He was so, He was top 15 this year. Jared Goff, or uh, Cooper Cup was in the bottom of the, of the top 30. So he's moving into but can, a better receiving but core. I, I disagree overall. TJ Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones Jr. are better than Robert Woods. Cooper Cup and whichever tight end you think is better there. I guess Higby. Neither one is any good. That's why neither one's probably even going to be started. The receiving assets in Detroit are better than the receiving assets in, in Los Angeles. That's your opinion, I guess. But which stats, back, which running back do you think is a better pass catcher, Akers or Swift? I think Swift's a better okay, pass catcher. Okay, so best, better pass catcher out of the backfield is Detroit. Okay. Better pass catching tight end. Hawkinson. Okay. If you could pick Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, or Kenny Galladay to take your pick, which one would you pick? I'm taking Robert Woods because he's the one who plays all. Which games. one? Is, which you drafted both of them this year? Which I one did. did you draft higher? I drafted Kenny Galladay. Okay, so higher. you would take Kenny, Kenny Galladay. Galladay. Didn't play at all. I understand he didn't play at all, but we're talking You're, about talking about on paper which receiving core is better. Okay, then take Galladay Wait, out you, because you, he's not on then paper. You need to, then he's you need, not in the receiving. Then you court. need to take Cooper Cup and quit using the excuse of his injuries. He missed two games. Take his injuries out. Quit, okay. quit saying he had injuries. I, I'm still he's, choosing he's Robert Woods wide receiver that's fine okay i'm still taking i would take kenny galladay over robert woods cooper cup i would rather have than robert woods okay i'm still saying detroit had better pass catching options than los angeles did not last year they didn't or because the year kenny before galladay missed all of last year i understand that all but four games i understand that on paper detroit's pass catchers last year obviously they're not all still under contract so it won't matter next year but on paper last year going into the season i would have said detroit had better pass catchers than that of Los Angeles. Negative. Okay. Well, anyway, we're going to obviously digress on that one because we're not going to come to Because two years ago, Cup outscored. Cup was the higher receiver than Kenny Galladay. Okay, that's fine. But Kenny Galladay probably finished higher than Robert Woods. Not by much. And Robert Marvin Woods Jones was, was probably right there. So. No, Marvin Jones had two good games two seasons ago, and he finished in the bottom 20. On paper, Detroit's pass catchers as a whole – the two wide receivers, we may not agree on that, and we won't see eye to eye, obviously. The two, the two pass catchers you could argue either way for. The tight end and the running back is obviously in Detroit's favor. As no. a whole, Detroit's better. All right, that's your opinion, no. It is. That's fine. That's I, what all this at... is about. My opinion versus <laughs> your opinion. I'm smarter than you. Moving on. Deshaun Watson is the other big name on the trade block. Last week, we obviously said Aaron Rodgers' name was out there. It seems Green Bay doesn't want to trade Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson is available Obviously, let's. Look, where do we think Deshaun Watson plays next year? I think he stays in Houston. I agree. I think he stays in Houston. There's something we can both agree on. Nobody's going to want to pay the price after seeing what Goff and Stafford went for. Uh, I, I agree. Now, if we say that the um, Houston Texans, they just the relationship's beyond repair, Deshaun Watson's going to hold out if they don't trade him, which, one of, which team do you think makes the most sense from that team standpoint and for Deshaun Watson? I think he fits better in Miami. I just see that as an up-and-coming team. Get yourself a veteran quarterback. I think Miami would be the best fit for him. So, for him, you think that's the best fit? Do you think Miami, it would be the best fit for Miami to get him as well? I do, because I think it puts them up in the contention of that of the uh, division that they're in. They can start scoring a little better with Buffalo. Um, I hate count. I don't count Tua out. I think Tua is still an up-and-comer. He obviously has to come back from one year of being injured, extremely hurt. So, I just think Miami has Miami's team would improve with Watson because of where Watson is now. Um, if you're still planning for the future like Miami should be, then you go ahead and hold on to Tua. But I still think that 
if you're going in, you're looking at it one year, maybe two years. I think Watson helps put that team over the top. So I, I yeah, I definitely think Miami becomes a Super Bowl contending team immediately when Deshaun Watson walks walks in the locker room. But and and, and for that point, I will say that that's his best fit as far as for him goes. As far as franchises go, I think the best fit for him would be New York Jets. And the reason I say that is they just got a brand new head coach that a lot of guys clamor about. A lot of a lot of guys are like Robert Salah. He goes there, I think it becomes a much more attractive free agent destination. Miami's already attractive enough as it is. Who doesn't want to go play in Miami? Right. I mean, Miami's gorgeous, whereas New York's kind of, eh, it's New York. It's cold, it's snowy, um, and it's New York. And you got to share a stadium with the Giants. And you share a stadium with the Giants. <laughs> so I, I think Deshaun Watson, as a player, benefits most from moving to Miami. It obviously puts him immediately into the Super Bowl uh, contending uh, whatever. But if he goes as far as flipping a franchise and, and making them better and more appealing, I think he makes a better fit in New York because it makes that team attractive. I mean, if he goes to New York, I mean, the only thing is they have to give up that number two overall pick that they have, so they're not going to be able to add too many weapons to really help him. They do have the Seattle's pick down there in the 20s, um, but that, they may have to give that up too. That would be the same situation with Miami. Now, granted, Miami's a little more sound as a team already. Right. But Miami – okay, here's one – Who's receiving weapons are better, Miami or New York's? Miami. You think Miami's is better than New yeah. York's? So <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to disagree with you on this one again. I, I like Jamison Crowder better than I like any pass catcher in Parker. I, I do. I think Jam- I like Jamison Crowder a little bit better than I like Devonte Parker right now. Guess, now guess. I like I like Jacecki. I do. You know, I've been on the Jacecki train all along. I like Jacecki, but I do think Chris Herndon's an up and coming tight end as well. I'm on the Preston bit. Williams train, even though he tore his ACL yeah, and I, got hurt I do again. Like Preston Williams, Denzel Mims, I still think is one of the better receivers to come out of that class last year, but he's got to stay healthy and got to be on the field to prove it. So I, if he goes to the Jets, does Darnold go to the? Houston? Is that how that's going to work? I, I would have to imagine that either team that uh, there would have to send their young quarterback back. I, I think that would have to be part of it, Darnold or Tua. Um, I, I don't know if Houston would want Darnold. They, if they take the two, I would imagine they might want to draft a quarterback of the two instead because Darnold's got, what, maybe a year left under contract after this, too, at most? year, and I think he has his option. So I think Tua would be more appealing for Houston because they'd have three years of control left. Whereas you get you trade with the Jets, you're going to be wanting that second overall pick to take whether you think it's Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, whatever, whoever you think's the next best quarterback, you're going to want your own guy there. That way you have four years of control and don't have to worry about it. Um, but either way, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. You know, um, Nick Casario, I believe is his name, the new general manager in Houston, definitely doesn't come out and appear that he wants to trade um, Houston, even though or uh, Houston trade Deshaun Watson. Um, although it does appear that they've put a, a value out there, um, which Houston's obviously cleaning house. J.J. Watt's available for trade now. Um, so that'll be another a huge name to watch to see where he goes. Um, but anyway, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Now, obviously, before we get into the Super about Bowl. About the Super Bowl. I believe somebody owes a hot shot because yes. he has no way of catching so, Mr. Finley, if you would like to... Uh... Now, hang on a minute. Before we get into it, I was going to say, I know you're giddy. You're excited to watch me do this. That's fine. Hopefully, I get to watch you do a few in the, in the, in the coming uh, years here. Um, yes, we had a Super Bowl bet. Walker and I both filled out a playoff bracket. I will say we were both pretty bad. Yes. Um, neither one of them was very pretty. I took the two seeds to make it to the Super Bowl. Walker took the one seeds to make it. He has a representative in there. I obviously do not. The Buffalo Bills came out. and So, yeah. without further ado, I do have to do a hot shot. This is the first ever hot shot bet that will be done on the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. We're starting it off slow this week. We've got some Frank's Buffalo Sauce. It's very thick. It does not smell yummy. Um, we're hoping that we're able to get this down. I don't think the heat will bother me. I'm wondering about the texture a little bit. Um, so here goes the first ever hot shot bet on the fantasy fo- or Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. While he takes this, I'm going to break down. We're going to be talking about some prop bets, some fun prop bets that are out there. We're going to talk. We're going to break down this game. He's over here coughing a little bit already. How'd that taste there, Mr. Finley? It was thick. <laughs> thick oh. and juicy, huh? That was thick. 
So let's we're gonna break down, like I said, some prop bets. We're gonna break down this game a little bit. We're gonna talk about the week twelve game a little bit. Um, let's let's get right into talking about the week twelve game. Let's go back in history here, back to week twelve. Uh, if you guys remember correctly, week twelve was the Tyreek Hill explosion in the first quarter, which cost me my fantasy week that week. I ended up playing Tyreek Hill. He had over a hundred yards and three touchdowns in the first in the first quarter. Uh, Tampa Bay was out there calling for help. But if you remember correctly, I believe he had um, he had over 200 yards, but I believe he had almost 200 yards in the first quarter. Yes. After they adjusted it, they were able to slow him down. Now, Tom Brady threw two interceptions in that game. Patrick Mahomes threw zero. Correct. Um, they uh, Kansas City came out on top 27-24 even after that explosion in the first quarter. So we go back, we go back and we look at week 12 – Obviously, they're going to adjust to guarding Tyreek Hill. They're not going to give up no 200 yards and three tutties in the first quarter, I wouldn't assume. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, is uh, going to be missing, um, as of right now, Demarcus Robinson. Yes. And uh, was that their starting center, or was it the backup center? That I believe it was their backup. Okay. And he also is going to be missing uh, Eric Fisher. Yes. So he is going to be missing some of his line. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you have the stats up. Did Antonio Brown play in that game? Antonio I believe that Brown. was his first or second game back. Antonio Brown did play, had two receptions for 11 yards. So Tampa Bay was almost at full health. I do know they had some defensive uh, players out, and that also would affect it a lot. But uh, I think this game is, is you're going to see uh, Tampa Bay's back at full health. You're going to see a little opposite, opposite here because uh, – Kansas City's a little banged up this time. Correct. It's not. It's not any of their big playmakers. Minus the Eric Fisher, he's definitely probably the anchor of that line. Yes. So yeah. I, I still think I, I'm going to go out and say it. I still think the Chiefs handle business this in the Super Bowl as of right now, uh, with nothing else coming out. Uh, Demarcus Robinson and that center, I don't remember his name, both have a shot of playing if they have five consecutive negative Correct. tests. And I'm sure they're going to do everything in their power to ensure that happens. Absolutely. So there'll be ample opportunity for that to happen. Well, I know that they're getting tested twice a day right now while they're down in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So here's the interesting stat from week 12 that stood out to me. Um, and obviously, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Kansas City jumped out. Tampa Bay had a total of 13 rushing attempts. Yes. 13 rushing attempts. And two of those were by Brady, Kansas, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, one of them, yes. One. Kansas City had 20 rushing attempts. I definitely believe there will be more rushing attempts than this game. Absolutely. I, what What's the recipe for success to beat Kansas City? The same as the recipe to beat Tom Brady. Run the keep ball and keep them, keep them off absolutely. the field. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. The recipe looks the same. So, but I mean, these offenses, both these offenses have the shot to uh, score really quickly. So, it's it's who wants to grind the ball more and who gets that turnover, I think, is what's going to change the differential. Yeah, so I definitely agree. Whichever team commits the turnover, I don't even think it's necessarily the early turnover. It's the late turnover, late late third quarter, early fourth quarter. If there's a turnover in that time, it, it turns the tide of the game. I, I do think – let's just break it down on all three sides of the ball, Okay. Offense, which team do you believe has the better offense? I think Kansas City right now has the better offense. I, I would agree with you. I think right now, Kansas City, if this was Tom Brady three years ago on this on this team, right now I, I might give the edge to, to Tampa Bay. But right now I, I do agree. I think Kansas City has the better offense. Which team has the better defense? I have to go Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs have looked like their defenses, when they when they get pinned back, they look like they have stepped up a lot. But I still would give the edge to Tampa Bay. Not a whole, not a big leap, but I definitely would give the advantage. And then I think special teams, at least in my mind, I, I like Kansas City's special teams better. Absolutely, as long as McCall Hartman doesn't fumble on the two-yard line. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I think kicker, field goal kicker wise, I think Sukup and and Butker are pretty even at yep. least the way they've played this year. Um, I think, though, on we're, on paper, I think Tampa Bay's defense is better. You're saying it's not by a lot, but I think the big difference is Tampa Bay's edge rush against a backup left tackle that hasn't played this year. Absolutely, I think that's going to be a big matchup to watch. It's going to be one I'm going to keep my eye on close because if Tampa Bay is able to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes the same way they did Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes is a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit looser with the football than Tom or Aaron Rodgers is. Absolutely. Now, well, the way I see it with that team in this game is I know Tampa Bay only likes to rush four. 
Patrick Mahomes was number one against the blitz. As long as they don't blitz Patrick Mahomes and they're able to keep the other seven out there in coverage, I think Tampa Bay definitely has a good shot of slowing Mahomes down. But those front four have to be able to get pressure on him. And if they do, if it, honestly, if they do, I see Tampa Bay taking the game. So, I mean, a lot comes down in the trenches. I think this game is decided in the trenches. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely agree, too. I think um, with the trenches, uh, rather, um, I think whichever team comes out with the most rushing yards in this game is going to have a very good chance to be the leader on the scoreboard at the end of four quarters. Which rushing comes down to blocking. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> oh, neither, neither one of them really have a whole lot of moves to break tackles there. Breaking news. <laughs> running comes down to blocking. <laughs> trenches. If you didn't know, you heard it here first. <laughs> so... All right, so what, what me and Walker want to do a little bit on this episode, we'll get into a little, a, a little bit. Some of this will take more discussion than others. But what we're going to do is we're going to sit here and we're going to go over some prop bets, some fun prop bets, some a little more serious. Uh, I do believe, Walker, correct me if I'm wrong, there's going to be a hot shot following this. Yes, there will. We're going to step up the hot sauce a little bit on the next one. So next week somebody will be doing another shot. Uh, we got a uh, printout that we're going to go over. There's 24? 20, 25. 25 bets on this. Our 25 props on it, some fun, some of your normal props. We're going to both print one off. We're going to fill it out. We're not going to go over what we're going to say here. but Some of it we might. We yeah, might talk some, about it a little bit. Yeah, we will. Uh, but the, the, we're going to add them up. The most right wins. The most wrong is doing a hot shot. Right, and I will say after doing that hot shot, my stomach's a little queasy right now. It's not sitting great. <laughs> Thick, texture wasn't great. Um, but obviously we're doing mild hot shots on some of these. When you see us make some season-long bets – um, obviously, there will be stipulations because if a player misses time, it cancels Absolutely. it out null and void. But there will be some heat involved in some of the season-long bets. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who, which one of us ends up Sure, doing we don't some. have to find a bucket to sit next to us. Uh, well, it might be a possibility. <laughs> um, but let's get into some of these prop bets. We'll spend some time talking about some of them, I'm sure, more so than the others. Um, but number one on this, on this one is the length of the national anthem in seconds. It'll, you can either have it over 121.5 or under 121.5. Um, number two is the coin toss result. Obviously, heads or tails. Right. The game winner, Kansas City or Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Right now, if the game was being played today, who's your winner? It, 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 if the game was being played today, everything in my everything in my my opinion is, is I lean towards Kansas City winning it and going back-to-back. Back. Now, this all may change game day, but right now I would be choosing Kansas City. So, okay, perfect. Here, here might be our first difference. Right now, in today's setting, I like Tampa Bay's team a, a slight bit more. And my reasoning behind that is I just think with Eric Fisher being out that you're going to see Tampa Bay get some pressure. They may be able to force that turnover. And like we said earlier, whichever team's getting the, winning the turnover battle – has a chance to be ahead on the scoreboard. So today in this world where we're at right now, I'm taking Tampa Bay, but that may change. We'll see where we're at. Um, game total as far as points scored, over 56.5, under 56.5. Um, first offensive play of the game, it can either be a run or a pass. Okay. Um, okay. Will there be a score in the first six minutes and 59 seconds? So under seven minutes, will it be a score? So the first half, the first, okay. First drive for each team, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Um, which team to score first? Jersey number of the first uh, touchdown score is either odd or even. Well, so that that's going to be tough win. for me. I don't remember jersey numbers very well. <laughs> uh, first accepted penalty will be against which team? That's going to be tough, uh, too. Those teams don't commit too many penalties. No, no, but right. with that left tackle. You might see some uh, some holding, some offsides, yep. false starts. Um, will a team score three consecutive times, inclu- not including pass uh, point after attempts? Um, will there be uh, – a score in the first two minutes of the first half. So if two minutes – then I'm going to – okay. What was uh, that one? Read that again. A score in the first two minutes of the first half. So in the first two minutes of the first quarter? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Wowzers. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. A score in the final two minutes of the first half. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. The two okay. minutes. All right. Yeah, okay, excuse me. That's <laughs> why I was so – that sounds – that doesn't sound right. Passing yards for Patrick Mahomes over 329 and a half. That's um, – Tom Brady passing yards over 300. Total receiving yards for Travis Kelsey either under or over 97.5. Total receiving yards um, over for Mike Evans over 63.5 or under. Length of longest field goal over 46.5. Team with the longest successful field goal. Length of the longest touchdown over 44.5 or under. 
44 and a half. Okay. Uh, team with longest touchdown. Total quarterback sacks is at four and a half. Wow, that's total. Okay. Uh, total turnovers, two and a half or over or under. Um, number of challenges initiated by coaches, one and a half or over or under. Um, will there be a missed extra point? Um, it can either be a one point or a two point conversion, so that definitely changes things a little bit. Oh, yeah. Color of the Gatorade bath, will it be white, clear, or other? Orange. Um, and then posi- position of the Super Bowl MVP, quarterback or any other position. All right, so I want to get into that last one here. Just That's the one I want to get into. Let's break down. Do you see anybody else? Because last year, in my mind, I think Williams should have won the MVP in that game. Okay. Is there anybody else in your mind that this year could break out? I mean, obviously, if Tyreek Hill burns them again in the first quarter, you'd have to definitely say Tyreek Hill. But is there anybody else outside of those two quarterbacks that you think will actually win the MVP? Yeah, there's, there's 21 other guys. On get the, out of it. Legitimately, legitimately have a shot. I don't. I, Tyron Matthews could end up with three interceptions and a touchdown, and somehow Patrick Mahomes will yes, still win the I MVP. Yes, I do think there's a chance uh, – <laughs> If you see a edge rusher get four or five sacks and a forced fumble, you could see that. If Travis Kelsey has two touchdowns and 100 yards receiving, you could see that. If Rob Gronkowski breaks off the dust on the walker and and has the similar stats, you could see that. Either of the running, either team's running backs, if Kansas City or Tampa Bay feeds one running back primarily and they go over 100 yards with a couple scores, you could see that. You. I don't know if you could see a field goal kicker winning <laughs> MVP, but if, if if it ends up in a, a a game similar to what the Pats or the the Rams and the Patriots had a few years ago, where it's a low scoring affair all game, and you have one field goal kicker that goes five for five and hits a fifty yarder to win, you could see that. Do I think it'll be somebody other than a quarterback? If Kansas City wins, just not picking quarterbacks, I want you to do the same. Kansas City wins, I say Travis Kelsey is your Super Bowl MVP. Okay, well, I'm going to go if Tampa Bay wins, even though I think Kansas City wins. I want you to do one for both. Oh, okay. Well, if Kansas City wins, I think it would be Travis Kelsey also because I think they're really going to have to shut down Hill. So I'm going to have to say the same one as you. I think Kelsey has the other legitimate shot. I just don't see either one of those teams really rushing the ball enough to handle it. Now, I'll go out on a limb here and say if Kansas City wins and it's not a quarterback, Ceh will be could possibly be the MVP because I think that he's the better pass catching back. Okay, so you're thinking it could be Clyde Edwards Elaire if you're going outside the box. If we're going outside of the box with Kansas City, let's just do it all with the same team. We'll stick with Kansas City for a minute. Okay. If I if it's outside of the box with Kansas City, I'm going to say McCole Hardman. I like McCole Hardman. He plays special teams. Okay. He he makes plays on offense. We'll go with that. Sticking with Kansas City, if a defensive player wins it, Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Yes. I think Tyron Matthew could be the guy. The Honey Badger could be the winner of the Absolutely. Super Bowl MVP. Okay, if it's if it's Kansas City, I I'll go out. I'll go. I'll, I'll go out into left field and say Brashad Breeland. Okay, could be the corner that gets it done. It depends on which side he's on. If if Tom Brady's airing it out and throws three interceptions like he did last week, and he picks off one or two of them and, and has a touchdown, whatever it could be, him. Now let's go to the flip side. Non-quarterback, not a dark shot. Not a dark shot, non-quarterback. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's your, your MVP. Okay, I like Mike Evans okay. to be my, my – Now my dark shot, my, my long shot, <laughs> and this is a prop bet. I believe it's 25 to 1 odds. Leonard Fournette could be the guy. Okay. Leonard Fournette in the playoffs when he was in the Jags jersey was nasty. He had pretty. He's, he's done pretty good this year too. He has, yes. Uh, my dark dart throw, long shot. Antonio Brown comes out of the wild blue yonder, signs back with Tampa Bay, comes out Super Bowl MVP. That's uh, that would be quite the story there. It would be that would be quite the story. <laughs> Mike, um, McDell, Mike McAdell. A little nervous. It definitely. <laughs> that would be one. He could probably come out and have 500 yards receiving, six touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown, and we'd probably give it to the center, Ryan Jensen, just so t- Roger Goodell didn't have to hand that MVP trophy to, to Antonio Brown. Absolutely. Um, defensive side of the ball there, what do you think? I, one of the line there, I would have to go, uh, was it Shaq Barrett, I believe his name Shaquille is. Shaquille Barrett. Yeah, there, Shaquille yeah. Barrett. I think he would have to be the, the guy that makes a difference. So, for me, I like uh, Devin White, the the uh, linebacker there from LSU. Yeah. Um, I think Devin White's physical. 
Um, definitely could force some fumbles there. Plays well in coverage. Could pick pick off. Wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Devin White be in one in coverage one on one with uh, Travis Kelsey. Absolutely. So there'll be some inter- uh, opportunities for him to make some plays on the ball. Um, so well, you got this up. Is there any way you could uh, check to uh, see if Winfield's going to be playing that Antonio Winfield yeah, the rookie? Yeah, that's definitely the rookie. Because I believe I know Tampa Bay was struggling with their safeties banged up uh, during the uh, divisional championship game. Yeah, division or the yeah the conference championship. I'm sorry. So I don't know if if Tampa Bay is going to be missing their safeties or not. That could be a huge huge difference maker right there because what I mean Mahomes can air that ball out, and we all know Tyreek Hill can get behind almost any corner in the NFL. So I mean if they're going to be missing the safeties there, um, I think that could be a huge huge impact in that game. Um, it would appear that Antonio Whitfield Jr. is going to be playing. Okay. That's the rookie He now. missed the NFC Championship game with an ankle injury, okay. but he appears to be back. Okay. So, so, I mean, that's definitely definitely something to keep an eye on because if he does miss time, Tyreek Hill's going to be burning that. I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to burn him, but Tyreek Hill has obviously the capability of burning, as does McCole Hardman. And if either one of those safeties is – Limping, injured, slow. Mahomes may not take much time to score every single time he's on the field. Okay. All so. right. All right, let's go over some some fun prop bets, okay. if you will. And we will answer these ones. We'll both answer these on air um, just to see, um, you know, just to, to see what, where we're at. First person to be thanked by the MVP in their speech. I'm going to go with teammates. Teammates is the... Uh, Super uh, gutsy call there on your part, Walker. That is the number one odds odds favorite. <laughs> Mind to, you, uh, I'm not looking at them. <laughs> odds favorite. I, I think it's going to be. Um, let's let's just run through it. It's got teammates at number one, Fan City at number two, God at number three, family and uh, family at four, healthcare workers at five, owner at six, and then everybody else at seven. I think it's going to be the fans in City. So I, I'll take the number two. I'll go real gutsy myself. I think it's going to be the fans that are thanked. <laughs> Um, deck <laughs> dumping electrolyte and fuel infused beverages on the head coaches is a time honored tradition. But what color will the dumped Gatorade be? I go orange again, real gutsy. That's two to one odds, favorites. Yes, man. You're just super out there. Uh, number one is orange, number two is red, three is clear slash water, number four is lime green, yellow, five is purple, and six is blue. I will say it will be blue, actually. I noticed something the other day. I was watching a game, and they dumped the cooler. Uh, I think it might have been the um, senior ball. Uh, they dumped a cooler out, and that was all Reese's. Now, we know with this whole COVID and everything else, are we really sharing water coolers again? So could you just see it be confetti? It could be. So I, I actually would say it's probably going to be other because I don't know if they're going to dump the liquid because I don't even think they're sharing liquid right now. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I just thought about it, COVID again. Yeah, ruining everything. Over under the height of the tallest player to score a touchdown. I'm over my height. Uh, yes, there's not many people playing in the NFL that are under your height. Um, <laughs> it's over under six four and a half. I don't even know the heights of some of these guys. Over and that was what was say that. Let's read the question again. Over under height of the tallest player to score a touchdown. I'm gonna go with under. Okay, I'm gonna go over. Either Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski score. It's over. Okay, yeah, like I said, I'm not big on I don't know the heights very much. <laughs> everybody's taller than Walker, so everybody's tall. That's his measurement. That's true. That's true. Uh, here's a fun one for the fat boys. Over, under, way to the heaviest player to score a touchdown at 259.5. Over. You think there's going to be a fat man touchdown? There's going to be a fat year? man touchdown. I'm going to say under. There'll be a, nobody that weighs 259.5. Well, Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski could be close. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't know what their weigh-in for the game would be. Again, Finley and Walker are both fat, so everybody on the NFL field is skinny. That's right. Okay. So, Except for, eh, there's a few linemen out there. There's not skinny. There's a few. <laughs> uh, over, under, number of Super Bowl commercials that reference the first sponsor's health care workers. It's over, under, is three. I'm going to say it, it's over, and it should be over. Yeah, absolutely over. Yes. Uh, over, under, length of time after kickoff. Kickoff. Before first reference to the first responders, healthcare workers in the stands, 179 and a half seconds. Under, under. I think it may be before the first, the kickoff. 
Yeah, I think as they're lining up for the kickoff, I feel like they're going to—they're giving 7,500 tickets to healthcare yes. and first responders. So I think that's definitely going to be while they're setting up for and, that kickoff. And what a wonderful thing the NFL is doing! Absolutely, that's absolutely. Um, odds on the primary color of Jim Nance's tie. I'll read through them: blue, black, red, purple, or other. Well, I don't think it's going to be black or red because those are the colors we're looking at as your Tampa Bay and your. I'm going to go with. Uh, let's go with other. So you're going to go with the field. Yeah. Um, seven, seven to two odds on that one. Okay. I will say the color of Jim, primary color of Jim Nance's tie is going to be purple. Okay. Purple. Odds on the primary color of Tony Romo's tie. Blue, black, red, gray, or the field? I'm going to go with gray. Gray. Okay, gray. Let's say, I'm going to say Tony Romo's is going to be red. Okay. Both teams have some red in there, so it just makes sense for there to be some red. Over under the amount of times Giselle is mentioned, Tom Brady's wife. She can be mentioned as many times as she would oh, like. Over under time of first will it will she be mentioned in the first quarter? Yes. Yes. Okay, I agree. First quarter she'll be she'll be referenced. Over under Tony Romo saying, Let me tell you, Jim, it's two or less. I'm gonna go with more. More. I like more. I like more. Over under number of plays Tony Romo correctly predicts in advance. Two and a half. I'm going under. I'm going over. Tony Romo's intelligent. I, uh, yes, he is. I just think he does it quarterback. Those he, two quarterbacks on there maybe mixing some things. He does up. it quite often. He does it quite now. If he says this is going to be a pass play and that's a pass play, is that does that count? Because that changes things. Uh, yeah, I mean if that's if that counts, then I guess it doesn't over. specify. So we're going to say it counts. Then I'll say over. All right. Uh, length of national anthem by Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Over or under 120.5 seconds? Going under. Under. You said it was what last year? I think it was 92 seconds is what I think the time was. Yeah, so so I'm going to go under as well. Um, odds Eric Church wears sunglasses during the national anthem. I'm going over. Uh, he wears them. He wears them. I'm going to go he doesn't. It's 9 to 1 that he wears them. Okay. Length of America the Beautiful by H-E-R. 81 and a half seconds. Over. Over? Okay, I'm going to take over as well. That's That seems pretty short. Uh, first song to be performed by The weekend during the halftime show. Blinding Lights, Heartless, In Your Eyes, Starboy, Can't Feel My Face, Pray For Me, or Other. Other, I think it's going to be The Hills. That's uh, The Others is literally the lowest odds. It's the, you got the best chance of being correct, sir. Um, <laughs> I think Blinding Lights is the one everybody wants to hear, so it'll probably be one of them he saves for... For late, so I'm going to say Starboy with the with the worst odds, fifteen point one okay. or fifteen to one. Excuse me. Odds of a performer playing with the weekend: Drake's one, Maluma is two, Ariana Grande is three, Future is four, Lena Del, Ra- Del Rey is five. Uh, I think somebody will. <laughs> okay. you, I'm, I'll go. I'll make maybe I'll make it easy. I think it's going to be Future. The best odds are obviously Drake. Yeah, I'll go Ariana Grande. Is that okay? Um, I'm not okay. sure why. I just got to throw somebody out there. I guess. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Okay, so to end this a little bit here, um, one of the last things I want to get into: Tom Brady. Will he throw more touchdowns or more interceptions? More touchdowns. Okay, I agree. Will he throw for more than 300 yards? I think he's going to have to. I agree. I think he's going to have to as well. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones as a pair. Will they rush for 100 yards? No. Will they rush for two touchdowns? I'm going to have to say no. I think as a pair they rush for 100 yards. I think they'll be right at two, so I won't say they'll go over. I think there's going to be... So you're taking the over of the one and a half. Yes, I would take over on the one and a half of them two rushing. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. Rank them in order of passing yards. In order of receiving yards, okay. Or, yes, excuse uh, me. I'm going to go Godwin. Um, I think I think it go Godwin, Brown, Evans, Gronk. Okay, I will go Brown, Evans, Godwin, Gronk. Okay. Which one has the best chance for multiple touchdowns? Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. Definitely his goal line target, it seems yes. to be, this year. Which Tampa Bay player not named Tom Brady has the best chance to throw a touchdown pass? To throw a touchdown. Oh, Antonio Brown. I like Antonio Brown for this as well. I do. I like Antonio Brown. Um, over, under, Tampa Bay gets four sacks as a team. Under. Under. Okay, I'll go over. I think they get some this week. I do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one out real quick. 
Um, Tom Brady's rushing yards is .5. Kneeling counts. Over, under. Over. You think I th- I'm going to take the over, too. I, I think Tom Brady's old self will scamper for a five- or six-yard gain <laughs> to pick up a first down, and he will lose three or four yards if they're at the situation where they're going to end the game. Okay. I just I think that's one of the funniest prop bets because of how slow it is and yes. I've looked at. Well, Tom Brady's lightning quick, so <laughs> he may not run the 40 time in 74 seconds like you do, uh, but he's not very quick. Um, how many field goals do you think Ryan Sukup has this week? Extra points or field goals? Field goals. Field goals, I'm going to go with three. Three field goals. Three field goals feels like a good number. I'll go less. I'll say two. Okay. I'll say two. I think, I think it's going to be I think. I think the prop right now is actually at two and a half, I think. I, I think there's going to be more scoring than there is less. All right, let's go to the other side. Well, hang on a minute. Bruce Arians, Andy Reid. Which one breaks a sweat first? Andy Reid's going to be breaking a sweat before he even starts. <laughs> I tend to agree with you. If, if Andy Reid and the Chiefs win, what is Andy Reid going to celebrate by eating afterwards? Because you know it'll be talked about like it was it's last gotta year. It's got to be a double. It's got to be a double bur- cheeseburger. Got to be a burger again. I agree. Yeah. Got to be a burger again. All right. Let's go to the other side. Or are they going to throw Waffle House out there with this menu? <laughs> <laughs> You, it could, you could see that. Um, over 300 yards passing for Patrick Mahomes. I think he's over 400. Over 400. Interesting. If they get out to an early quick, quick start like they did in Week 12, I would say it's going to be under. But I think I, – He had 400 in Week 12. Yes, but I'm saying – but then again, they only ran the ball 20 times. Yes. I'm saying if they get off to that 17-point lead in the first quarter like they did in that week, they're going to run the ball. Okay. Um over under Le'Veon Bell, Williams, and Clyde Edwards Elaire rushing for 100 yards. No Mahomes. Just those three? Just those three. Under. Under for those three. I think, I think Mahomes puts them over. Un, over under for those three for two touchdowns. Or one and a half touchdowns. I'm going to go over. Over for them. Under for Tampa Bay, over for them. Okay, I'll say they're under. Yeah, because I, I, a rushing touchdowns or receiving? Or either. Just touchdowns. I'm going to go over them. Okay. Um, McCole um, Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Rank them in order of production. Kelsey, Hill, Hardman, and whoever that Watkins. Guy, yeah, whoever the other guy was. I mean, he's out there every once in a while. Um, yes. I'm, I'm going to go, and I think you're right. I think Tampa Bay is going to have to shut him down. So I'll go Kelsey, Hardman, Hill, Watkins. I think you might see another name in front of Watkins, honestly. I think Brian Pringle might come yeah, out and have some. Pringle might. He might. That might be with Robinson missing, possibly missing. That that could change that. Um, which one of those has the best opportunity for multiple scores? Travis Kelsey. Obviously, right. We're both in agreement on Travis Kelsey. Um, defensive side of the ball, over under the team if Kansas City gets four sacks. Four or less. Oh, man, that line does. They have some big names on that line. I think it's under. Tom Brady just doesn't seem to get sacked a lot. So he I'm does get rid of the ball under. very quickly. I'm about to go under. Under. Okay, I like I like under for them as well. Um, <laughs> how many field goals does Harrison Butker kick? Two. Two. I like three for Butker. I like three for him. Okay, who is your Super Bowl MVP and who's your winner, if we're predicting it right now? Uh, Super Bowl MVP is Patrick Mahomes, winner's Kansas City. Okay, I'm uh, – I. I can't risk your business here. I, I got to say, again, this is not a hot shot bet. There's no hot sauce being taken as a shot for this. I'm going to say right now on our recording, as we're recording it on February 2nd in the year 2021. At 424. At 424 on Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. I'm going to say it's Tampa Bay, and it's going to be Tom Brady. And we all can be in agreement here. Anybody that's not a Patriots fan or, or a Buccaneers fan, we hope Tampa or Tampa Bay wins. Tom Brady's the MVP, and he rides off into the sunset and quits football. Yeah, he doesn't. Probably <laughs> not. All right, so that that kind of wraps up what we're going to talk about with the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, in the coming weeks, what can you expect from us, Walker? Coming weeks here, we're going to break down. We still have to break down the tight, tight ends, ends, defenses, and, and, and kickers. kickers. Maybe um, we're going to break down some of these rookies. Um, Maybe give some insight on some guys that, that we've been looking at. I'd like to go back and re-rank the rookie draft from last year. Absolutely. And before we get – I'd like to do that. Well, let's give them a little preview. Right now, rookie draft, we were sitting in a dynasty, 1.1. Who are you taking? At 101 in a rookie in a rookie a dynasty startup or just a rookie draft? Just a rookie draft. Um, 
Jonathan Taylor. I was going to say, there's two names I have, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, that was the it, two it, I was, It, it yes. depends on what my need would be, but Taylor right now, I'd yeah. put over I, that. I don't think you could go wrong if you had to take Justin Herbert either. If you were in need for a quarterback and you only had one pick in the first round, you knew he wasn't making it back to you. I don't think that'd be a bad right, pick that you'd right. be upset about either. But yeah, I, definitely, I think we should go back, re-rank them rookies, maybe do a little quick draft, throw out some names, and we'll do a quick maybe first or second round and just see where we're at. Um, I also would like to go back during maybe that same episode. We're going to go back and we'll do a redraft of the 2020 season of the first two rounds. Yeah, that'd be that'd be all right. Um, you definitely now that the season's coming to an end, this is the last week of football that we're going to have for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that you're going to be able to see from us in the off season. Definitely stay with us. There's going to be a lot of information put out. We're going to go in really um, deep on. Um, rookies coming out this year. Yes. There'll be a lot of that. There'll be a lot of free agency talk. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about where players should go, where we think they'll go, where they'll have the biggest impact. Um, we're going to do a ton of mock drafts. Absolutely. We're going to do our own player rankings. Absolutely. Team by team, player by player, we will not leave a stone unturned. We're going to break down each division. Yes. Uh, of, of all four teams, maybe what their needs are going into the draft, going into free agency. We're going to break down all that. That's how we will do. We will, you will see, just for example, we'll do an NFC South episode where we talk about the, each team's needs, um, which rookies make the most sense for them, what free agents make the most sense from them. And then in a few weeks moving forward after the rookie draft and everything else and after free agency, we'll go back and have another NFC South edition where we talk about um, predictions from those four teams, what fantasy-relevant predictions. Obviously, we, we won't get into the linemen right. and things of that nature. Um, but you will see um, a lot of in-depth stuff here. Um, you will see a lot of um, hotshot bets made in the offseason, I'm Absolutely. sure of it. Um, we will do a lot of things to keep you guys interested. We'll do a lot of things to help you guys win some fantasy leagues next year. Um, we are also spitballing with the idea of a listener league next Absolutely. year, a fat boy fantasy listener league if you will um so definitely if you're interested in that hit us up on our facebook page um we'll get out there we'll do what we'll do a free league winner we'll get we'll get some type of prize for the winner yeah we are still working on doing a giveaway that's not been lost we we have promised that we were going to do that that is still something that we're we're looking very um intently on trying to find something that we think anybody and everybody will be interested in um so again if you have any um ideas or things that you might be interested in seeing given away definitely uh don't hesitate to drop a line on that as well um we hope everybody has a great super bowl actually you know what there is one more thing that we have to talk about here super bowl sunday whether you have a dog in the fight or not is one of the greatest weeks of football all year for one reason and one well two reasons two reasons only super bowl commercials are great Mm -hmm. And, and the halftime show. Halftime show <laughs> is not what I was going. Super Bowl spreads of food are phenomenal. I know here at the Finley household we're going to have some Philly cheesesteak okay. sliders. We're going to have some teeny weenies, some meatballs. We're going to have some buffalo chicken dip. All the chips you can eat. Sure, there'll be ice cold beer, water, soda. Um, there's going to be desserts, some brownies, I'm sure. Uh, we're definitely going to throw down. I hope to be in a food-induced coma by halftime. We'll see where we're at with that. What's being served in the Walker household? Over in the Walker household, we've done the last two years, we've done these pizza sliders. So we're going to have some pizza sliders. We'll have some teeny weenies and meatballs also. I think we're going to go with the basic old queso dip. We've got plenty of chips go- to go uh, with how many children I have running around. Uh, there's going to be some juice boxes going around yeah, too, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we normally keep it semi basic, but we definitely do a food spread. Um, I normally don't leave my chair too much. So, uh, like I said, I got all the little kids to run to the fridge for me so we'll uh we keep it basic over in our household but we definitely do the food spread um I if know- you could pick one dream appetizer one dream entree and one dream dessert for your super bowl what would it be well the desserts of cheesecake anything cheesecake will do my do me in um the appetizer I'm going to go with, uh, uh, they're probably not classified as an appetizer, but I'm a fat guy, so it's an appetizer for me. as a pizza slider. I'll take one or two of them to warm up. Sure. And then uh, my dream meal is always uh, anything smoked. I like to, uh, Normally I smoke a pork loin. Uh, this year I've got some uh, morning plans I have to take care of, so I won't be able to get the smoker out this year. But normally a smoked pork loin or smoked ham is my, my go-to main entree, which is always my favorite. All right, so for me, again, we're inner fat boys. That's why you're hearing this on on the Fat, fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. Most other podcasts do not bring you ideal Super Bowl dishes. 
Uh, for me, <clears throat> my appetizer, if I was to sit down and get to pick anything I could have, I would want jumbo pretzels and cheese dip. Okay. I like me some jumbo pretzels and some cheese dip. My, my go-to meal would be an overabundance of pizza. Pizza and wings would be my ideal entree. My dessert, brownies. I'm a sucker for brownies. It's got to be brownies. I'm sure my wife will be indulging in cookie dough, uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a brownie guy myself. But yeah, Super Bowl is, I'm more excited for my Super Bowl meal than I am my Thanksgiving meal. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a great excuse Normally to Normally the Super Bowl meal is our pick. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to, you know, grandma's or your aunt's house and being forced to eat dry turkey. Um, but yes, Super Bowl is a holiday, should be a holiday for football fans and fat people alike. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great day to get together with friends. Obviously this year um, with COVID it kind of stinks, but nonetheless it's a national treasure uh, it's definitely, whether you're a football fan or not, there's a lot of people that will tune in and watch. And uh, it should be a great game this year. Absolutely. All right, so I want to hit up one thing before we close this out. Right now, as everything stands, 2022 Super Bowl winner. I know this is way in the future. We haven't even hit 2021, 2020, 2021 Super Bowl. Next season, who's your Super Bowl winner with everything standing? And what in your mind is draft picks? You, I know you've looked at some mocks. I know you looked at some free agency. Who do you think would have a good shot of going, getting there? I, I like um, this team for a lot of reasons. Um, but it, it was my Super Bowl pick this year. I'm going to stick with them. I like the Buffalo Bills. I think they're definitely – the future is very, very bright. In Buffalo, obviously, we're talking about where things stand right now. If Deshaun Watson were to go to, to, to Miami, that would, would make me think a little bit less of Buffalo because they might come in as a wild card. Um, but I, I do think Buffalo as a team, um, I think they'll address their running game a little bit this year, whether it's through free agency or um, you know the the fan or the uh, the fantasy draft, the, the rookie draft. I'd like to see them add some middle linebackers and some some uh, pass rush. How about an actual running back? That's yes. I, I would if we can if we can build a dream scenario team with what we know is going to be out there in free agency in the draft. I'd like to see Buffalo do nothing to their offense in the draft. I'd like to see them address um, defense in the draft, and I'd like them to sign Aaron Jones. I think that Absolutely. would make them an absolute Super Bowl contending team. Okay. Uh, mine is I'm going to come out of the AFC also and. Uh, I'm going to go with Indy. I think Indy adds a quarterback to put them over the top, and I absolutely love what that team has there. I think Indy has a good shot of making a run next year. Yeah, I, okay. Well, if, if you could add one player to that team through the free agency in their draft, what would you, what would you want? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Interesting. They're, that's definitely a huge name that a lot of people are forgetting about right now. That's out I, there. If, if you could add a free agent, I would add Dak Prescott to that team. You got the then you get the passing attack. You already got the running game. You got a, a stellar defense there. I think that would put them over the edge. And I do. I think they add a quarterback in in free agency. I don't think they address it at the draft. Matthew Stafford would have been an absolute great Absolutely. fit there. Um, would have been a fantastic fit. Now, since we brought him up, we got like a couple seconds here. Does Matthew Stafford on the Rams make them more of a Super Bowl contender than they were this year? No. Yes, but no, because they have to go through Seattle. And so Seattle misses the playoffs next year. <laughs> That's I, I'm surprised I, we made it this year. I think Arizona is going to be right there next year as well as far as making the playoffs. I think that entire division is going to be a tough, tough division. You get San Fran back. San Fran's Florida. another team. Man, you could make the argument for San Fran. If they get a quarterback, they could be right there in the mm-hmm. conversation as well. They get all their defense um, back. As a Falcons fan, I hate to say this, but you put a Matt Ryan on San Fran, that team's sky's the limit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, – Parting words before we go, don't do a shot of hot sauce. It's terrible. My stomach's still feeling uneasy. Um, Walker's loving it. I'm sure he's enjoying it. Hopefully I get to return the favor to him at some point. Um, Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.